Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Oh, man. Big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Tell you what, Austin speculating what's actually in food is pretty hilarious. Uh, I think I think he may be exaggerating a tad bit. but uh, <laughs> That's what it tastes like to me. He just, he just said that a, 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 a restaurant's mashed potatoes taste like, <laughs> how did you put it, Austin, ground up cigarettes? Yeah, crushed up cigarettes, yeah. Well, maybe it's smoke. Maybe it's smoked. No, they're they're no. It's it's not. <laughs> what, you think it's are a they, Winston? Are they warming them with cigarettes? Then <laughs> like is that there's the Newport idea? in here. What's that all about? Are these potatoes Winston filtered? And hedges. <laughs> I'm just picturing somebody making the mashed potatoes, just blowing cigarette smoke into the mashed potatoes. <laughs> That's what it tastes like. <laughs> just for him. You know, hey, they, hey, did did the cook switch to cools? Because these <laughs> potatoes have a different flavor. <laughs> oh, What's man. the most popular brand of cigarettes? I have no idea. Probably, I don't know, Camel or Marlboro. I would guess. I don't know. Uh, One of those uh, traditional brands, I suppose. I don't know. You know what I'm in the mood for? Strange cigarettes. No. Fried chicken. <laughs> we were talking about that. I, am, I, I got a powerful appetite. I have not had, I've had chicken quite a bit, but when was the last time you had fried chicken? It's been a while for me, but it seems like longer for you. See, I would guess that this is your um, uh, challenge living with folks that are really conscious about healthy <laughs> yes. eating. Yes. Is that something that's not so healthy? You probably <laughs> never get to have. Never. And when you do, I'm sure it's. Amazing. Wasn't Wade Boggs the major leaguer that used to always eat chicken? He like ate chicken for every meal. I don't know. He wasn't he the one who was famous for finishing a twelve pack in like an hour flight or something like that. Oh, did he? Oh, Isn't that, that the Wade Boggs thing? I don't. I don't I've heard that. Didn't always Sunny, he, sunny in Philadelphia try to recreate? Oh, it? that's right. Yes. yes. So yeah, you, it's, a, you, it's urban myth, but I think he's actually talked about it before. I think but. he has too. But he was a chicken guy. He ate chicken all the time. Sure. Well, I've never fried. heard that. I'm going to have to take your... Isn't Doesn't everyone eat chicken all the time? I eat chicken, but not fried. Yeah, huh? that's... Yeah, that's I different. need some fried chicken. Can we Can we order something out? Okay, so here's the, the, here's, the, uh, here's the Wade Box Challenge, whatever this is. Uh, wait, where'd it go? Wade Box Challenge... Oh, there's several entries in here for the Wade Box Challenge. <laughs> yeah, let's be careful here. Uh, let's see. The, uh, the beer equivalent of an Ironman triathlon. Uh, an individual attempts the Wade Box Challenge by trying to drink 70 beers in a 24-hour period. 70 beers? Has extra credit one can attempt to consume an entire rotisserie chicken. <laughs> hey, work the chicken in. But it, that, isn't that dangerous? Consuming that much alcohol? Uh, oh, yeah, probably. Uh, let's see. The drinking equivalent of Ironman, uh, those who undertake the weight box challenge attempt to drink two cases of beer, which is 60 beers, and eat a bucket of fried chicken in a 24-hour period. Mm. That's amazing. 
All right, Gordon. You want is to give any, it a try? Is, is there any other player who is associated with a certain food group the way Wade Boggs is with chicken? Well, I had no idea Wade Boggs was associated with chicken, so I don't know how to— I mean, Arnold Palmer. Yeah. Why, why is that drink called what it's called? He probably invented it. Did he? I'm guessing so. Or someone came to him and said, hey, I've got a great drink, but no one's <laughs> buying it. Want to put your face but, on but it? But has anybody really canned Arnold Palmer's until recently? I know he's on the Arizona iced tea, Arnold Palmer or whatever, but that's like that's like in the last 10 years or so. I mean, Arnold Palmer's have been around forever. Well, I was golfing the other day, and the guy walked up and went into the uh, the shack, the, the snack shack, whatever, to, to get something to go. And some other guy walks up and says, hey, I'll take uh, two Arnold Palmers. I thought, what a cliche. You're playing golf and you're getting an Arnold Palmer. Well, it's a very refreshing beverage. Oh, all right. Well, I don't know. I, I, I played golf at a course in Hawaii that had um, uh, on tap on the, on the beer cart, uh-huh. you know, on tap they had John Daly's, which was amazing. Well, what's, a, what's John Daly? It's an Arnold Palmer, but you add vodka. <laughs> Why is that not surprising? I couldn't believe it. I, I, she just swoops up, and I say, oh, okay, I'll grab something. What do you have? She said, oh, I've got a tap here that pours John Daly's. And I said, yeah, I'll have two. Is that a thing? I mean, do people know what, what a John, John Daly, Daly is? Yeah, that's a thing. Huh. In fact, I think a year ago, John Daly somehow attempted to market it. He, like, tried to get well, a mass should, produced or something he? like shouldn't that. Shouldn't he yeah. be able to? It's his name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there any other athlete who's associated with the food? I, I don't know. I, Bowler's coming in. Uh, if you're listening to this, Bowler, Gordon would like you to bring us some chicken. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be helpful to I'm all of us. <laughs> all right. Maybe the best part of that. Well, not the best part, but that's a great part in the movie Major League where uh, Pedro Serrano wants to sacrifice a live chicken and they bring him a, a bucket of chicken instead. <laughs> That movie's funny. <laughs> that movie is. I, and I was probably the last guy on the planet to see it. I, oh, I saw man. the first time I saw it was like a year ago. Oh, I've seen it at least a hundred times. I laughed out loud, especially the first half of the movie is an absolute crack up. I've told you my story about that, right? Where, um, so my dad and I were coaching my brother's little league all star team, and my dad thought it would be a good idea to have the whole team over to watch Major <laughs> League. Well, my dad didn't have quite an accurate memory as the <laughs> the vulgar language that that movie has. And my Is brother, there a part when they're taking clothes off the owner? Yeah, or? but that's not nudity. Those kids, they enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, they enjoyed uh, that. But they, we're talking probably like 11, 12-year-old kids somewhere in there. So I sat there the entire movie with the mute button, and I single-handedly edited that movie. I missed like two swear words in the whole movie. You knew movie. when they were coming. I huh? knew exactly. I have the thing memorized from front to back. <laughs> Bam, mute. Bam. And But we did forget about the subtitles when the groundskeepers were. Wow. There you, wasn't, oh, much, yeah, there wasn't right. much muting that. Do you uh, Have you seen that movie more than any other? Yes. And you've got all the dialogue down? One of my absolute favorite movies. And yeah. that, may be, that may be the funniest that Caddyshack, I guess. Uh, the funniest sports movies. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm going with Major League. Always number yeah, one in my heart. Yeah, that's good. So many good lines. <laughs> California Penal League. How'd you end up playing there? Stole a car. <laughs> Classic. Okay, uh, real quick here, Gordon. Let's talk a little basketball. We do have Bowler going to join us top the five o'clock hour, but there is a video that has yeah. gone viral. It has. Of Rudy Gobert cannon threes over across the pond in France. And 
all of a sudden it sparked this conversation of can Rudy uh, work this into his game? Can Would Rudy be the best player on the planet if Rudy were a stretch five? What do you think, Gordon? Well, his form looks good. I mean, he looks good. Now, is this one of those situations where a guy can do that in practice, but if he tries it in a game, he's going to freak out? I've been... Okay, so I've been talking to you about this on and off the air since last year because I went to nearly all the practices last year, as many as I could go to. And you saw them shooting threes. So the the portion of practice they let us watch, Gordon, is not them running drills. Right. It's them breaking off with their individual coaches and doing shooting drills. I mean, right. that's basically what we get to watch. Uh-huh. And more often than not, Rudy was on the, the goal that was right in front of us, the media, and he'd work around the three-point line, cannon three after three. I'd, I'd watch him make four or five in a row. And then you'd see Rudy take a 15-footer in the game, and you'd go, oh, 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 man, Rudy, let's let's stick to Duncan. Well, if he can do so, it in practice, why can't he do it in the game? It is different. I mean, he's it, it's it's different to do it under pressure and with a hand in your face and all those sorts of things. It's, it's different. But I've always thought when you watch Rudy shoot free throws, yeah. There's there's the basics yes, there. Indeed. There's the form there. I mean, he's been coached properly uh-huh. how to shoot the ball. Yes, and it makes you. And wonder. he's implementing that. Tec- the, the technical aspects are, are required. So if he could gain that confidence, Gordon, in that shot, and, and not even not even the three. I mean, really lock down how about a seventeen footer. Right, exactly. When how, how about a, a thirteen footer? When things are have broken down in the offense, and you need somebody to pull up and take a shot. If Rudy could could figure out how to to really do that effectively, I, I think it'd be a huge addition to his game. There are players who are terrific players who couldn't do what Rudy does in practice with that three. No way. Think about think of a player who who couldn't do that. Shaq, oh, yeah. because he wasn't good at basketball. <laughs> Here we go again. Here we go. We again. don't need to go down that road. But who name me a player nowadays? Who, who, if he, you saw him take 15 threes in practice, he would make maybe one. Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. <laughs> Benjamin Simmons. Answered your own question there. <laughs> cheap shot. but True. That, Not that, a cheap shot. 100% accurate. So, I, here, again, I say, if Rudy can do it in practice, he should be able to do it in a game. Come on, you can't tell me that just because you're in live action suddenly you're freaking out. Because he's not covered. Are you kidding me? If Rudy Gobert went out 15 feet from the basket, there's no center in the league that's going to follow him out there. But, I, I mean, practice as opposed to a game, I think we're being a little unfair to Rudy here. Just for example, if if Kyle Korver takes 100 threes in practice with nobody around, he's probably making how many? A bunch of them. Probably make it 75. But, but my, my point is that Rudy wouldn't be covered on a perimeter shot. Certainly not the first time. Maybe if he made a couple in a row, then somebody's going to go out and cover him. But it seems like he would have opportunities to do that. Now, I'm not saying that Quinn Snyder would call for that play, but he would call for it if Rudy could make him. He made him in practice. We saw it. He made like five in a row, didn't he? In that video? Something like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice form, like you said. I mean, Rudy, this is what's costing him the acclaim that he that he covets. 
He's great at the defensive end. He can do certain things. We've seen him develop as far as some of his moves around the basket. Still no real go-to move in that regard. But he does – He does. Uh, he's more ambulatory around the hoop than he once was. So if he could, if he could make 10, 15-foot jump shots, unquestioned, all-star all the way. Yeah, well, so why is he practicing this stuff? Well, I think he probably wants to develop his game, and Rudy probably thinks he can do it. But whether he can do it on a level where they rely on it, I, I think is still. I'm not even talking about relying. I'm talking about how about five times a game. I think that would be relying on it, don't you? Five times a game—that's a lot. It is. Oh. Well, I mean, I, I think I think that would that would charge up the team pretty good. I think it's almost worth it based on the form that we saw in that exercise. On the court. Yeah, I mean, we're seeing him work on it. We'll see if it comes along. I think there are coaches out there that say, probably say it's a lost cause, but obviously Rudy and the Jazz don't believe that because he works on it in practice. So do you think the other aspects of playing in a game would get to him even if he's not being guarded? Mm-hmm. I think it gets to most people. Just the pressure of having it count? Yeah, that's why I was trying to tell you about Kyle Korver. In practice, he probably shoots at a 75% clip unguarded. But in the games, he's at 40. And that's Kyle Korver. That's one of the best shooters in history. Yeah, but Kyle Korver, no one's going to leave him open. No, but I think you get my point, right? No, I I don't get your point. My point is that Rudy Gobert isn't covered that way. But I I think as games opposed to practice, I think everybody's shooting percentage is going to take a tremendous dip. (laughs) Well, that's because they're guarded. And it's the game. <laughs> I think it's more because they're and guarded. Nineteen thousand people in the stands, uh, and it uh, counts. And you have to get back on defense, and you're tired. And there's all sorts of reasons why. Instead of standing in one spot, having someone rebound it, and right? Fire it back to you when you were in perfect shooting form. I know you just want to say it's because Rudy's a mental midget, but there's so much more that goes into oh, that. That's that really I, what I, I wanted. You got me on that I one. Feel, that's what I wanted to say. I feel like you're trying to cheapen it. <laughs> I just wonder. You, don't you tell an anecdote how you watch C.J. Miles make like 50 in a row or something like that? Shannon Anderson. Even even a better example. Shannon couldn't make a layup in the game. Shannon was, was out in front of the defense at least at least once or twice a game and would lay it up right into the bottom of the rim. Yeah, I, made, I saw him hit 17. 17 in a row. row. 17 in a row. Mm -hmm. But the pressure's on in the playoffs. (laughs) He's got nobody in the same county as him, and all he has to do is lay it in, and he throws it into the second row. I think it's time for Rudy to start jacking a few up. Manute Bowl used to do that. Remember? Well, well, we'll see. I would, I I mean, I I would like to see the reaction of the crowd at Vivid Arena here. Rudy Gobert, trailing, three-point shot on the break. Boom! Place would go nuts. It would go nuts. All right, we'll have more Big Show coming up. We have Bowler in at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Make sure and stay tuned for that. It is the Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. 
Dirk Facer, Utah Utes beat writer for the Deseret News. They can change coordinators all they want until I see them actually have an effective and explosive passing game. I'm going to have my doubts. Do you think this year will be better? I guess I'd start off with, could it be worse? I mean, it does have to be better. There's some guys that seem to have the potential to do it, but 30 catches in 13 games isn't necessarily going to get it done. So they need some guys to step up other than Britton Covey, and especially if Covey is going to take a couple weeks to get completely healthy. I agree with you, PK. They need to be able to throw the football. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The best coverage of the Utah Jazz in the NBA is right here on The Big Show. Kick it. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 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 Pump it up while your feet are stumping And the jam is pumping Look ahead, the crowd is jumping Pump it up a little more Get the party going on the dance floor See, cause that's where the party's at And you find out if you do that Shout out to DC who wanted this on a Total Request Tuesday. Songs that fire you up. Tweet at Austin Horton. All the old school jazz songs they used to play in the arena. Aren't we ready for our 1980s fight montage? <laughs> they knew how to do it back in the day. I sure Get did. you going. There you go. So let's see one that I was trying to think of, Austin. Uh, Everybody Dance Now. Everybody Dance Now. Yeah, that was they used to play that one a lot, didn't they? And then Tootsie Roll. <laughs> That's old school, man. Gonna make you sweat. How old How old are those songs? Yeah. This has now to be we're... like, what, 87, 88? No. I thought it was 90s. Let's see. Come on, everybody. Now. Don't you feel like dancing that? Not really. <laughs> Can't you see? Some baseball 1990. player. 1990. 1990? Right. Some, some baseball player has this as his walk-up music. He, he's dancing up to the plate. You can't, you can't listen to this song without dancing. You can. I'm doing it now, actually. Don't right. know if you noticed. Boy, you're really cutting a rug over there, though. <laughs> you're a stick in the mud. Come on. that's a, that, that makes your body move, doesn't it? Uh, not, no. What's the theme song from... Uh, uh, Madagascar. Something about moving your body, right? Makes your body move. Some music does that. <laughs> the song from Madagascar? Yeah! I know it, but I just I want him to keep guessing. That's pretty random. Have you? Did you never see the movie Madagascar? Is that the one with the penguins? <laughs> yes. I think I did see that, actually. Is it penguins? And Ben Stiller's in it. The penguins are like the the military penguins or whatever. I thought it was just yep. the animals. Do I have oh, that right? Wow. The penguins are constantly trying to break out. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Classic go. You have it, Austin. Come on, you got all that stuff. I like to. What's it called? I don't know. I like to move it. Move it. There you go. 
Go ahead, sing it for us. Yeah, please. <laughs> I'm going to sing it. Why not? Uh, it makes you move, doesn't it? What what song, when it comes on, do you automatically start moving? Unchained Melody. <laughs> I like to move it, move it. See? I like to move it, move it. Aren't you, like, like moving? Move it, move it. Aren't your feet moving? Move it. I like to move it, move it. Like no song? It, What's your favorite dance song? It's <laughs> a slow I like dance. A beautiful song. It is beautiful, but not exactly up tempo. <laughs> what song, if you had to dance to one song, what song would you pick? Not a slow dance. Uh, how about uh, Suicide is Painless from MASH? <laughs> Come on. Stop it. Thank you for being a friend, the Golden Girls theme. <laughs> you are so, you are so, how about you, Austin? I need to ask the music man in there. The Charles in Charge theme. <laughs> of our days and our lives? Yeah. <laughs> uh, never mind. How about the Mystery? I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney Houston. That'll yeah. get me going every time. Yeah, play that one. No, we're, it's fine. Well, not that we mentioned it. <laughs> we have to play it, don't we? Spinning. What gets you sound? What what gets you dancing? Like uh, something from Glenn Miller's orchestra? <laughs> Those were the days, man. Yeah. Going out to the ballroom. Woo! Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I had the CD back in the day. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Let's see it. Stand up. I want to see cutting a rug. No, I don't feel like it right now. Okay, in all honesty, the the answer to to this, like the best dancing tunes, Michael Jackson. Yeah. But with with Michael's personal history, what's what's the the policy on on Jackson these days? Do we have to? I don't know. Uh, Do we still play Cosby jokes? Yeah, I don't I, I don't know how that goes. Can you can you appreciate their art without yeah, endorsing them personally? It's tough, man. Because I know, for example, like uh, Gary Glitter, the Hay guy, he he did some pretty. Awful things, right? And now they don't play that song in at least NBA arenas anymore. I don't know about. Others. I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah, yeah right. So no, I'm better. I, I don't think we should. Really? We can't, can't play. We can't play Michael Jackson. Michael music? Jackson. If it comes up great. organically and it's on the, but I don't want to seek it out, play it, and, and honor it. I don't. Because want that's it. the answer. I mean, who doesn't like cutting a rug at a wedding to beat it or something like that? You know, that's that's good times. Yeah. I think you can uh, appreciate somebody's. Uh, work without endorsing their personal life okay yeah i think not to right. drag this thing down yeah because uh, think about i mean there are a lot of people who are really great right. at what they did but we had an up-tempo record here <laughs> <laughs> we were they did this now, to me all now, the time now man. you're gonna have to play that again uh, i mean you can't bring that up without actually playing it it's, well we can we're referring to casey Kasem. And i his, know his world famous rant i know I know. So sorry that usually it's you who who puts a roadblock into an otherwise lighthearted conversation. I'll tell you, I did a, it this a, time. A good dancing song. This is the last <laughs> time I want somebody <laughs> uses brain to not come out of a record that is uh, that, that's up tempo, and I got to talk about a dog dying. <laughs> that will never not be funny. Never not be funny. The emphasis on dying. <laughs> and it's just Casey's voice. It's but that you, iconic. But the little dog dying. The little snuggles. <laughs> We're used to hearing Casey go, you know, here's another one from Jan and Dean. 
<laughs> now we're listening to a berate some poor producer. Now we're up to our long distance dedication. To not come out of a record that is uh, that, that's up tempo, and I got to talk about a dog dying. Oh, wow. I love that. Oh, another segment successfully killed. <laughs> really, I was going to refer to your cohort uh, Kurt Cragthorpe's uh, article about the Utes and the five things the Utes uh, need to address before facing BYU. Yeah, nah. give, give us that real quick. But we're a little bit uh, short oh, on ahead. time it's now. Just, just bust through it. We've got the the not sports coming up. We got to leave time for us to not talk <laughs> about wanna. sports. <laughs> All right, here, we'll, we'll bust through it real quick. Uh, by the way, Kurt's article up, sltrib.com. Give it a gander. He did a nice job. Uh, number one, how will the offensive line develop? Yeah, we've talked about that. Big one. Uh, they, they're going to have at least two spots where somebody that doesn't have a lot of experience is going to be filling gonna, it. I think they're going to get it done. Uh, number two, who's the kicker? Yeah. Because they're going to have about four different uh, kickers going for that starting spot. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, uh, I don't think any of them are actually on scholarship. And Kyle Whittingham had this quote for Kurt. Quote, whoever wins it proves to be a capable guy will get a scholarship. Wow, there it is. So there's something on the line, banana right? banana hanging out there ready to go. A banana? Go, go get it. Wait, I've heard carrot on a stick. A what, are, what are you talking about, a banana? <laughs> There's going to be a nice banana out there for them. What? It just reminds me of uh, Randy Quaid in Vegas Vacation where, (laughs) what did he say? (laughs) Put a banana in my pants and turn the monkey loose? (laughs) I unfortunately said that once and Austin has it as a drop. Carrot. Speaking of a banana in the pocket and a monkey being turned loose. By the way, that wasn't Austin. That was me who grabbed that. So that was that's a very old drop. About a carrot, I think, is what you were looking for. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, question three: How will the how will the Utes replace Britton Covey? And he throws in the caveat that the answer may actually be Britton Covey himself, but with that uh, recovering from knee surgery, might not be a hundred percent until possibly October. So how do they replace that production? I think it's a, certainly a valid question. Actually, even if, if Britain's playing from the very beginning of the season, they have to have another receiver that make an impact. This is the, thing, the thing about Britton Covey is he knows exactly where to be. And that's the kind of receiver a quarterback loves. Think about how many times last year Tyler Huntley was throwing to Britton Covey. Over and over again. In Happened fact, I think at one point some of the other receivers are getting mad. At the beginning of the year. Yeah. Didn't you interview somebody who said that? Yeah, somebody told me that. That uh, they were getting angry that he was going to Britain all the time. But, you know, when you find a guy who you can count on to be where you expect him to be, man, you just you go to him again and again until they stop you. And if they don't, you keep doing it. Uh, question four, how will Francis Bernard look? I would throw Manny Bowen into that, too. How will yeah. both those guys look? Mm-hmm. And And by the way, Frank played well when he played last year, I thought. I did, too. I expect him to to step in and have a really big year. I'm I'm more curious to get eyeballs on Manny Bowen, you know, see what uh, somebody the transfer from Penn State from linebacker. You man, mm-hmm. you can play linebacker at Penn State. You probably don't suck. We'll see. And then uh, finally, what's the team's attitude? Meaning, how do they deal with uh, expectations? I, I, I just don't think that's going to be a problem at all. Uh, I, I think the Utes are going to be ready. I, I, there's some people who think that they're sleeping on BYU and they're not going to. Come on, Kyle. There's no way in hell 
Kyle Whittingham is going to let that team go into the first game of the season unprepared or unmotivated. No freaking way. We've seen it. We saw it at times in the Mountain West. Whereas teams, well, when UNLV beat them twenty-seven to nothing, yeah, they lost some to New Mexico too that, that weren't all that flattering. But that's the number one that jumps to mind. It's the first game of the year, and Kyle Whittingham does not. I, I, didn't he? Didn't he say he'd never lose to BYU again? You did say that famously, and he hasn't. And uh, you know, and he might at some point, uh, but uh, not not for lack of trying. I think he's going to light a fire under that team. Or maybe we'll get back to this uh, nice article by Kurt, by the way. would encourage everybody to check it out, sltrib.com, Kurt Crackthorpe, uh, five things the University of Utah needs to address before facing BYU for football season opener. It's a long headline. You know what I'm in the mood to hear now, just so I can dance? Can't Stop Till You Get Enough by Michael Jackson. It's a good song. Good Not my dance. favorite Michael Jackson song, but good, a good song. Good dance. What is your favorite Michael Jackson? Smooth Criminal. I know. That's right. I knew that. All right. Anyway. But his best music video, too, my opinion. You think so? I do. Stay tuned. We'll have the Not Sports Report. We're dancing here on the show today. Coming up next, Bowler, top of the 5 o'clock hour, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. From the Mercury News, John Wilner. I think all of us were fairly confident that Utah would be picked to win the South Division. I was a little surprised that they were picked to win the entire thing. You know, I was one of those who picked them to win the whole thing. If you think Utah's a heavy favorite in the South, then it's just one game for that Pac-12 championship against the North winner. And I've picked them to beat Oregon. I just think it'll be a good matchup for them. You know, they can take away Oregon's strengths on the offensive line and with Justin Herbert. But that's really what it came down to to me is, okay, Utah's clear pick in the South. Can they win that one game? And the, the experience from last year, I think, will, will help them considerably if they get to Levi Stadium. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Shout out to Doug who requested this on a Total Request Tuesday. Songs that fire you up. Time for the Not Sports Sport. Brought to you by LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles and inventory. Shop online at LHMUsedCars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? We're going to England and we're going to your home. Not your, but the collective your home. Z. Okay. All right. Oh, by the way, that Rudy Gobert uh, video, it has really gone viral. It has. Everybody is seeing that and seeing what Rudy can do from three-point land in practice. And by the way, Britton, who texted you, I know there's a difference between practice and live action. I know that. He made a good point, though, Britton did. The distinction was that no one's guarding Rudy out there at the three-point line. Is it practice? Or is it in the game? <laughs> okay. Why are we going back down this road? Oh, we're not. I just saw it again. Uh, it just, it's all over the place. Anyway, 
Uh, it's impressive. <laughs> Apparently, some people Sorry. over in England are upset. Why are they upset, you ask? Because some folks, custodians of the second oldest cathedral in the United Kingdom, Rochester Cathedral, have turned the inside of the uh, the uh, cathedral space there into a mini golf course. Okay. They're trying to draw people in. Well, good. As a summer activity, but some people are upset that the church should be for prayers, not for putting. Oh, give me a break. Whatever gets people involved. On a, on a, on a serious note, I, I always thought it's, uh, it's so cool that um, in LDS churches they have gyms. I think that's great. Give people a reason to be around. Why well, not? They don't have the course set up during services. Of course not. So they got that. Yeah, they're just trying to do something for the community. I think that's great. Not only that, but that? each of the holes has a bridge in it, and they're trying to make analogies between the bridges that you create in life. Great. And so there are some lessons involved in that. All positive. I think playing golf at church is a great idea. What's next? A pool table? Think of the children. <laughs> right here in River City? Right. Capital P. I think that is terrific. That rhymes great, with Great tea. idea. And the second story is this. We mentioned earlier, I don't think we brought up, did we talk about it on the air? I'm not sure if it was on the air or off the air. But there's a story circulating that Amazon employees are, in fact, listening to recordings that Alexa is making of you and the things that you do in the the private spaces of your own home. 100% believe it. Not only listening in on conversations, but also apparently listening to you having relations. Mm-hmm. Perverts. Relations. They're recording this and listening to it. I'm telling you, there's a, there's a, that's the whole reason I don't have one of those services. I can turn on the light myself. I don't need Amazon spying on me. <laughs> They're listening. It says here. How lazy have we gotten, by the way? I need someone to turn on the light for me or turn on the TV or the radio or whatever. How lazy are or we? Or Google something for right. me. Right. My heck. Well, it's convenient. I can walk over is, and turn on the convenient. stupid light. It's nice to know. All you got to do is ask uh, Alexa a question and you can get your answer. You can do that with your phone. You can do that with your computer. How lazy are we? You don't have to speak it into the All I know is the story here, as it written, says Amazon staff review thousands of audio recordings made by Alexa each day, including snippets of couples arguing and having sex. Yeah, wait till you get the blackmail notice there, Gordon. (laughs) Those tapes are coming out, bro. Unless you, uh, you know, pay up. Uh, I I don't I I don't know what what are you supposed to do unplug Alexa or not don't get it in the first can place. you say Alexa don't listen for a minute or for earmuffs half an hour my guess is no <laughs> depending Alexa on- earmuffs <laughs> yeah what can we do about this uh, get rid of Alexa. Uh, yeah, but there, there, uh, but you, there, but there you are a lot of the convenience. No, but there's a lot of uses. Like my grandkids like to dance to songs, and so they come in, and all you got to do is say, oh, "Hey, Alexa, play such and such," and then the kids like it. And you have a tough time pushing play, do you? I don't know. I I I think there should be a way that. Uh, well, how much does Amazon need to know about us? 
Apparently, it knows everything. Yeah, and they're probably selling that information too. So you got that going for you as well. <laughs> That's just so. Should we all be paranoid? Yeah. Uh huh. You know that that tracking uh, app that you uh, you love so much with you and your wife? Yeah, that company is keeping track of every place you go. And they're yeah, selling that information to somebody. So, so what? What do you mean, so what? what? What do I care whether everybody knows where I'm going? Mm. I would care. I do care. But, but do you think what you do is so important that you're worried about people finding out What's what you're doing? What's the purpose doing? of your question? I don't want to be exploited like Answer that. Answer the question. If Why so, do you want to know? If somebody wants to pay me to monitor my behavior for marketing purposes, <laughs> then sure, I'd consider that. But why would I give that information away willingly? Well, be careful what you're doing out there. I, I don't know whether you can say, Alexa, hey, don't listen for a while. I don't think you can. So you have to literally go over and unplug her. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Or just get rid of it altogether and turn on the light yourself. <laughs> That's not the only thing you use Alexa for. Turn on the... Radio yourself. Turn on the television yourself. I don't know. I'm, I, I mean, I'm buy not, a set I'm of not, encyclopedias. I'm not as wigged out about it as you are because I frankly I don't think people care. But oh, I think they care a lot. You think your life is that interesting that uh, you're going to worry about what Alexa is hearing? Now, I, I know the private moments. I mean that th- th- those are private. I get that. But. What are you saying in your house that is, uh, you know, giving up the farm? And yet, so for that reason, you'll trade in your privacy? Well, good for you. <laughs> you, you, good are, for you. you are paranoid. I'm right. <laughs> well, what do you think is so important in your life that you're worried that Alexa is listening so to So because it? I live a boring life, I should just trade in my privacy? <laughs> uh, I guess it's everybody's choice. You can have it or you can't. You know, you don't have to. Boy, if you had to, now that would cause an uproar, wouldn't it? If the government mandated that you put one of these into your house so you could hear what you're saying, and then you'd have to whisper? Uh, let's see here. Did you read the, the quote uh, from the, the people working for Amazon in this article that you're reading? Uh, quote, we were told to focus uh, on Alexa commands, but it was impossible not to hear other things going on. Amazon told us everyone we were listening to had consented, so I never felt like I was spying, unquote. Who's consented? You did. Because I bought it? Yep. And signed up for the service. Yep. You clicked that box and consented to all of that. Let's start a chant. Let's unplug it. Unplug it. Or be like me and don't get in the first place. Well, you can unplug it if you're having a personal moment. Just unplug it and then plug it back in when you need it. You want to live your life like that, huh? <laughs> I don't know, Jake. I don't know. Well, you trade your privacy for a little convenience. That's fine. But I'm personally going to walk over and turn the light on myself. <laughs> I've never even used Alexa for that. Can you say that? Alexa, turn on the light? I'm assuming so. Hmm. I can walk over to the thermostat and say, you know what? It's a little too hot in here. I'm going to turn this down. It's not very hard. (laughs) All right. Just be careful, all you out there. Just be careful because ears are up. Or just say hello. You might as well. All right. We'll uh, be joined by Craig Bowlerjack in studio. Coming up next, stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. Three, two, one, one, one. The countdown is back on the Zone Sports Network. It's the fifth annual college football top 60 and 60. 
as we count you down to the start of the college football season. Listen every day at 1.30 as Hans and Scotty will announce another selection. I see the one, Bob. Leading up to the start of the 2019 season. As voted on by the local media and you, the fans. It's the top 60 and 60. Presented by Cypress Credit Union, the Southtown Auto Mall, and Master Electrical Service. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.